When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. I'm joined again with my friend, Jesse Macbeth, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist and practices a really interesting form of therapy with couples. And the type of therapy is called discernment therapy. And this type of therapy is meant to help people decide whether or not they want to be in a relationship. It's really effective when there are two people in the relationship and one of them isn't really feeling as involved in the process of improving the relationship and the other person is feeling that. Or I think even if both people aren't feeling it, but they're not sure if they wanna move forward. So we've been answering questions that kind of have to do with end of a relationship or having a partner who's not totally engaged. And I thought today's question could be an interesting one for us to look at. So the question is, How do I get an emotionally avoidant partner to engage with me? I'm trying to improve our relationship, but no matter what I do, nothing's really changing things. That is a question that I have heard before. Uh, Uh It's definitely- uh, Common? Yes, it's common. It's not a simple solution because it isn't as simple as just saying, hey, I feel like you're emotionally avoidant. Why don't you uh, Why don't you just come on in, pull me in a little closer? I think it can be tricky to navigate because you don't want to point out and maybe in the wrong way, hey, you know, you're really, you're really distant from me. But there's also the fear of kind of overdoing it on the other, on the other end. And, and now you're pushing them further away, essentially. So ideally, I think what I would love to see is, is a conversation about, okay, how both people in the couple are feeling. So just being able to describe their own subjective experience, talking about how they feel, why they feel that way, and maybe discuss triggers related to uh, the relationship or possibly, you know, from their past with family, with friends, just other life experiences. Try to really develop a deeper understanding as to why they're feeling the way that they do. Because maybe the emotionally distant partner thinks things are great. Maybe they think, oh, like, this is working really well. I'm, I'm feeling the right level of connection and maybe it would be jarring to hear like oh no you know things are really not working so well and that could lead to a kind of a, a more negative conversation so really just setting that floor for just having a discussion about how you feel why you feel that way and talking about you know can you understand me can you validate my experience and then you know being able to demonstrate okay i want to know your experience as well maybe you're not feeling very distant can we talk about what it's like for you and what can we both do? You know, we're certain we want to be in this together. How can we make this better for for us both moving forward? I think that's super helpful. What's the difference, I guess, of seeing a partner being avoidant just because maybe that's how they navigate things. And maybe that's not even how they would describe themselves. We're describing them as that, Mm -hmm. but maybe they would describe themselves as being stoic. Maybe they would describe themselves as taking more time to think, as whatever. So there's that particular scenario where we're in a relationship with someone who just navigates communication and emotions differently. And then there's the scenario where a partner is distant for other reasons. And it's not necessarily because they're just 
different. I mean, they might be different too, but because they're just different, but it might be a sign that they're just not in the relationship anymore or that they don't think the same thing about the relationship as we do. I know I've worked with a lot of people who are dating and they'll say things like, this person must be kind of avoidant attachment. (laughs) When we really break it down, what I start to kind of hear is maybe, and also they might not be seeking the same level of connection and commitment with you as you're seeking with them. And rather than accepting that, what's happening is that you're identifying them as avoidant attached because If we identify them as that, there's a way that it could change and we could become securely attached together. So I'm curious, like when you're working with people, do you notice like, okay, this is a few signs that the person is involved in the relationship and cares about you, but they're distant versus this is a person who might not be on the same page as you at all. Yeah, I think that at times that can be hard to to distinguish. I think, you know, there's something where you could see a person saying, look, you know, if you have this discussion and they say, I hear you, I really want to try to meet your needs. I think that's a good sign. Yeah, maybe they are more stoic and they're saying, I'm gonna try to push myself to be a little bit more vocal. I'm gonna try to communicate more, I want to do that. And you know, maybe if they run into a wall that's difficult for them, that's a different kind of conversation to have. But I think, yes, if you find someone who's saying, "Mm, you know, I'm happy in the relationship, but maybe it isn't as intense for me as it is for you. I think that's a different conversation to have. I wouldn't say I have found at least, um, you know, any telltale sign that it's one or the other, but that's why it's so good to have that kind of breakdown because again, maybe your more stoic person might say, yeah, I know I'm not a, a big talker. I'm not surprised to be having this conversation, but maybe if one person feels like they are leaning out more, maybe that's a, an opportunity to say, well, actually, now that you bring this up, I am feeling X, Y, Z. I, I maybe I wasn't sure about how to talk about this, but now that we're here, we can have this discussion. Maybe some things have changed for me, or you know, something isn't quite working right in my point of view. But I see what you mean there because it can be enticing to view this as a problem that's so solvable, as opposed to okay, maybe we just have a difference of opinion on this, and that's that's a much more kind of abstract place to be of like, okay, maybe we just have a different need here and we're not going to be able to maybe change our individual needs, but that's still something that you can talk about. And that's not, you know, a guaranteed deal breaker either. I love all the nuance that you have in the way you respond to this, where it's reminding people that unfortunately we don't always know for sure. And that I think people get annoyed with me probably sometimes on this show, even when they ask the question and I'm like, well, it could be this, it could be that. Look at the other person and what they need. You know, I'm all about helping people to think through their own scenario and discern, discernment mm-hmm. counseling is important mm-hmm. because of this, discern like what is truly happening within your relationship. And I think it can become really easy to utilize these labels as a way to either accept something that's not actually acceptable to us. Going back to like experiences that I've had with some people I've worked with when they're saying, well, the person says that they don't really want a relationship, but I think that's just because they're avoidant. That's a way that we're using a label that could be helpful to actually prolong something. Or on the other hand, we might use that label to criticize someone who's just different. You know, my partner's so avoidant, so that's why we have bad communication. And they could point the finger and say the same thing about you. My partner is so anxious and they're so pursuant and that's why we don't communicate. But I would be curious with this person, like why are they using 
that term and is it helpful to them? Is it helpful for you to say, my partner is avoidant, what do I do about it? Are you using it in terms of, I'm just using it to help me conceptualize maybe what my partner would need, or am I using it because I want them to be the reason that we're not connecting instead of really looking at us as a unit? And I would encourage anyone who's listening that kind of uses these terms to think of using them to help you navigate the situation rather than to help you identify who's wrong. And if you're able to do that, what that means is that you also have to identify what you might be doing in that scenario that isn't particularly helpful. Absolutely. And that's true, I think, with any kind of couples therapy, discernment counseling, when you have a partner who is leaning out we're not just bringing that partner in and having them say, okay, the partner who's all in, well, they they did this, this, and this wrong. We're looking at, okay, what did you do here as well? It, it's really important to look at the dynamics that the couple experiences from both of their points of view, but it's important to recognize, okay, what part am I playing? Even if you're not gonna agree, okay, I do this, I can own 100% of this when you're bringing this up. Sure, maybe you're not gonna agree totally, but can you say, okay, to some degree, I can see what you mean there, 5%, 10%, 20%, I could improve on this. I could try to change this. It isn't just one person's fault 99 times out of 100. Totally. I love that in the response that you gave for this question, it became a very relational response. So everything that you're saying relates to either person who's listening right now. Like if this person's partner is listening and they are the quote avoidant one, then they're also hearing from you that they have a role here too. And if they're hearing that they might be the one who's not being clear or they're being maybe a little more withdrawn, that they also have a role in making sure it's not just the pursuer who has the role in getting them back into the relationship. They also have a role in figuring out, you know, am I being honest here? Am I being fair? Am I trying to meet them halfway? Is it that I just communicate differently, but I really want to be with this person? Or is it that I'm actually not totally sure and I need to be honest about that so that my partner stops overworking and doing everything to try to keep this together while I'm kind of sitting on the sidelines floating along with them. Exactly. And I think there are times where maybe you run into a few I don't knows and that's not necessarily an awful thing. It's something to explore. But when I hear I don't know multiple times in a session, I start to wonder, okay, is there something they don't want, maybe want to fully accept? Is there some denial that even within themselves that they're, you know, maybe they're not keeping something from their partner. Maybe it's something they're kind of wrestling with internally and they need to find a way to make sense of it maybe before they can bring it into the relational angle. That makes so much sense. Thank you. That was such a great answer to that question. I am joined this week by Jesse Macbeth, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist practicing traditional couples therapy using the Gottman method, but also practicing something called discernment therapy, which is for couples who aren't really sure what they feel about the relationship and they don't want to just focus on improving it. First, they want to decide if they want to be together or not. So this week, we're answering questions about that unknown feeling that we have sometimes of, you know, what is this here? Do I keep working on it? Did I make the wrong choice? What do I think about the end of the relationship? And if you want to learn more about Jesse, you can find more information at www.abetterlifetherapy.com slash Jesse, which is J-E-S-S-E. And you'll see all of his information there.
I am Liz Earnshaw. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you. So please take a moment to leave a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.